Welcome to Radiate Church Online. We are so excited about what God is doing here at Radiate Church in Elgin, South Carolina. If you have a story that you would want to share about the impact that God has had on your life, you can share that story at youmatter@radiatechurch.net. Also, if you'd like to give, you can give by going to radiatechurch.net or you can give to our ministry by app. Now, let's prepare our hearts for a powerful message from God. So you can go ahead and turn in uh, your Bibles to our core anchor verse, Mark 12, 30. And uh, if you have your, uh, the Bible app, uh, you can pull it up and uh, click on events and search for Radiate Church there. And uh, my notes will actually pop up there uh, for this series too. We're going to try something a little different to see how it takes off uh, uh, there. But wouldn't it be amazing if uh, we stopped comparing our spiritual progress to everybody else's spiritual exhibitions? Wouldn't it be amazing if I didn't have to look at what you did in your life to justify what I'm doing in mine? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be amazing if I didn't look at you to say that I'm doing okay because you did worse? Right? Anybody in the house today? Wouldn't it be incredible if I stopped caring about things that are just dumb? Let's just be honest. We get all bent out of shape about dumb stuff sometimes, don't we? We just do, man. Like, Amen. let's be real honest. If they cut you off on the interstate, there's three other lanes. <laughs> let's just go get in those. You know what I'm saying? Like, why are you cussing them? You don't know their life. You know, why do I get bent out of shape about the reaction somebody else has towards me when most of the time when people are angry at something, they're not angry in the moment. They're angry at something that happened 10 years ago anyway. They're just taking it out in the moment. Are you following me today? What if my spiritual progress is not based on the belief system of others? I'm doing okay in parenting because they are not. <laughs> Sometimes I need that justification in my life. You know, or, or, or I'm doing okay in my prayer life because I prayed two days this week and I know for a fact they didn't pray none. <laughs> I'm doing okay in, in my spiritual life because I show up 10 minutes early to church and they show up 10 minutes late. Don't act like y'all have never had these thoughts in your mind because all of us have. You know what I'm saying? What if we got to a place to where we didn't judge our spiritual progress off of everybody else's spiritual exhibition, but we judged our spiritual progress off of, get this, the heart of God? What about that concept? What has shifted in our lives to a place to where we are more concerned about if you're doing things the way I think they should be done rather than me doing things the way he thinks they should be done. Are you with me? Yeah. I've often said this. I've often joked around that pastoring is one of the only jobs in the world to where everybody thinks they know how to do it better than the person that's called to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just hear all kinds of stuff like, hey, you shouldn't. I had a guy tell me one time, like, you shouldn't script your worship songs. And I'm like, that sounds like a train wreck waiting to happen right there. That's you probably shouldn't figure out what you're going to wear to work. You know, you should probably just show up in your skibbies and just hope God puts clothes on you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's some things that just don't, don't make sense. But what if in those moments it was more about like we focused on the heart of God? More than we focused on the actions of men. Anybody? And this series, All In, is all about that. 
This series All In is all about the fact that we're going all in with, with God. Like, we're going to forget this whole religious mindset, and we're going to relearn some things. And in Mark chapter 12, verse 30 is our core uh, verse. It, it actually states this. I, I love it. Jesus is speaking, and He says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And the second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment. Uh, no, great, no commandment greater than these. And Jesus is teaching us something about going all in. And last week, if you missed last week, you need to go watch, listen to last week or watch it because it actually defines love. What is love? Love is not an infatuation or a feeling. Love is a commitment. You love, what, you commit to what you love. That's just reality. And if we're willing to walk away from something, we don't love it quite as much as we think we do. And so the truth is, is it's all about love. And I want to show you today because... Uh, you can title your message this, uh, Beating in Rhythm, because it says the first thing we have to do is love the Lord your God, but then it says, with all your what? With all your heart. With all your heart. And it's easy to read that and, uh, and, and kind of look past it and not really understand what it's talking about. But to love the Lord your God with all your heart is simply this, to beat in rhythm with His. To beat in rhythm with His. I, I have a, many of you know, uh, for the past 12 years, I've had a pacemaker in my chest because at 23 years old, my heart got out of rhythm and couldn't get back in rhythm. And when they were trying to fix it, uh, it caused a very major issue uh, that almost killed me twice uh, in the operating room. And so they put a pacemaker in my chest that helps my rhythm stay where it needs to stay. But can I tell you, throughout my life, on a very natural level, there are days I wake up and I look at my wife and I say this. I say, I slept last night, but I didn't rest. I can tell when I wake up because my heart will run a marathon while I'm sleeping. So my body is actually not resting at all. And there's about eh, three, four days a week, a month where that takes place. And then my heart gets out of rhythm sometimes to the place to where it's beating too fast or too slow. The thing is, most people go, well, you have a pacemaker to fix that. If the pacemaker only fix it, if it goes above a certain number or below a certain number. Inside those numbers, it doesn't matter what it does. The pacemaker can't pick it up, right? And so yeah, I'm in this thing, and, and can I tell you that there are days I just feel terrible. And it's not that I, don't, I feel terrible because of what's happening. It's not that I feel terrible because of what's taking place. It's not that I feel terrible because I look at our church, and I'm like, man, we are really not doing well. I, I, I feel terrible, and here's why. I feel terrible because my heart is out of rhythm. And when my heart is out of rhythm, it affects everything externally in my life. It affects everything that I do. It, affect, it affects how I play with my kids. It affects how I work out. It affects how I attack uh, meetings. It affects how I attack agendas. It affects all that stuff. Do you know why? Because if my heart is out of rhythm, then everything I do is affected by the internal rhythm of my heart. Because sometimes I don't have the energy I need to have to do things. And I'll tell Pastor Travis, I'm like, hey man, I'm going to need you to take lead on this. Because I just don't have it in me today to, set a, to, to, to do that. And like, if you could take it, man, I, to be honest, I just need to go take a couple hour nap because I, I ran a marathon while you were sleeping last night. You know, and we'll have those conversations. And it's not, woe is me, feel sorry for me. It's, I want you to know the difference of a heart that's in rhythm. Because a heart that's in rhythm, in the right rhythm, in a healthy rhythm, is a heart that allows you externally to do exactly what you need to do. You can go run on the treadmill. That's why, that's why cardio is so important. You can go to meetings. You can attack things. You can climb the corporate ladder a whole lot easier. Do you know why? Because you got the energy and you got the, 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 the ability and you got the, uh, the heart behind you beating a rhythm to get you there. I want to show you real quick what this looks like if you'll give me a few moments. And I may go a little fast today, but I may cut my notes short. I don't know. We'll find out. 
out. But I want to show you what this looks like because I want you to feel this. I want you to see this. So here's what I've asked our band, our amazing, somebody give it up for Radiate Worship. Our amazing Radiate Worship team to help me with something this morning. And so here's what I want you guys to do. All right, we'll go this way. And I just want you to play whatever you want to play. All right? Individually, whatever you want to play individually. Okay? It doesn't have to be anything specific. So LJ, you go right ahead. All right, let's get it started. Elgin Diner. That's awesome. All right? That's good. That's good. That's good, Doug. You want to... Okay. All right. Okay. All right, all right, Brian, let's go, Brian, yeah. Okay, all right, okay. Wow. Mark, let's go, buddy. Right? Yeah! Let's go, John. Bring it home, baby. Yeah! Hey, even do something with the lights if you can. Like, it don't matter, like... All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's cut that, let's cut that, let's cut that, let's cut that, let's cut that. All right, y'all give it up uh, for them. <laughs> that exceeded my expectations today. Nobody enjoyed that. Nobody. Y'all didn't even enjoy that, right? But here's what happens when they get on the same page, right? So you guys just get going. Like, go ahead, LJ, just start it. Let's go. Y'all just play the same thing, same page, same rhythm, same song. Okay. Okay. Right? Right? Come on. Come on. That's what they call a build. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Y'all give it up for Radiate Worship. Come on now. You're good. You're good. Now, it felt better to you the second time around, right? It sounded better to you the second time around, didn't it? The only difference was they were on the same page and the same beat doing the same thing. Here's the problem. If we don't get it, you guys can walk off the stage now. I, I, I don't want you to have to stand there. Y'all give it up for one more time. Because I know they'll be standing there like, what are they going to ask? What, what am I doing next? Right? Here's the issue. If we don't get in rhythm... We're going to our own beat while God goes to his beat and they go to their beat and they go to their beat. And if we don't come alongside and go, you know what? I may not understand that, but I'm going to beat in rhythm with what God is doing in the moment in my church, in my home, in my county, in my city. And because I'll beat with the rhythm, we're all swaying in the same direction. And now we're making a difference. Why? Because we are in what? Rhythm. And it sounds better to everybody else that listens. Can I tell you, listen to me, part of the reason that society is rejecting God in church today is not because he is not a miracle-working God. It's because the people that claim to follow him are not in rhythm with him. And so it sounds like crap to everybody else. Because we'd rather argue about the way church is done rather than get together and sway, come on somebody, in the same beat and move, come on, in the same direction so that we're making a difference and everybody goes, oh man, you know what? There's a lot I need to learn about that, but man, they must get it because they're moving in the same direction. You know, the greatest dance teams are the ones that move in sync. They stomp at the same time. They move it. I can't dance or else I'd try, but... And so... I just want to get to this place to where, like, I'm here to tell you 
When your heart is out of rhythm, it makes you sick. Can I tell you why? It, like physically sick. Can I tell you why? Because your body is trying to do something your heart can't do. Many of us are walking in a path that makes us sick every single day because we're trying to take our spirit down a path that God never intended us to walk down and now our rhythm is off and my body was never meant to go down that path and God is looking and saying, if you'd get in rhythm, you'd know the path to go down. You with me? The way God brings kingdom to earth is through us. It's throughout Scripture. It's throughout the Old Testament and the New Testament. The way God uh, impacts multitudes of people is through His church. It's through His church. But the church has got to sway in the same direction. But we can't do that. Hear me. We can't do that if we don't even know God's heart. We can't do that if we don't know what He thinks. We can't do that if we don't know His character, if we don't know His love, if we don't know His grace. And so the issue is many of us have been raised that if we pray a prayer of submission to God, that's all we got. Can I tell you that's false theology that the enemy wants you to believe because then you'll walk away from knowing who the true father is. And so when we start hearing about a father and we start seeing a church or a leader or a pastor or, a le or people in the church or people in the community that are doing things that God commanded us to do, we think it's weird because we don't know the father and they're beating in rhythm and we're out of rhythm and we want to know why they're so different. Come on, anybody. And so we got to get to this thing to where we're in, in rhythm. Many of us, and, and you don't have to throw the scripture up, but many of us, we want to quote Psalm 37, 4 through 5, where it says that uh, commit your way. Yeah, go ahead. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Verse 5 says this. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. Here's, here's what Psalm 37 is five, saying. We want to go, hey, God, I want this. I desire this. And you said in your word that if I, if I desire this in my heart, you'll give it to me. But we leave out verse 5 that says, if you commit your way to the Lord. In other ways, in other words, hear me, if I'm beating in rhythm with him, can I tell you, there is nothing beating in rhythm with God if I'm walking around with negativity, bitterness, hatred, and I'm getting angry at every person that walks by me. You're beating out of rhythm with God. You know how I know that? Mark 12, 31. And love your neighbor as what? Yourself. And love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these two. Love God, love others. That's it. We'll work the rest out. Can I give you three quick things to ask yourself? And they are going to be quick. Three quick things to ask yourself to understand and figure out if my heart is beating in rhythm with God's heart. And the first one is this. Do I love like God loves? Do I love like God loves? In, in Matthew 25 and 40, something takes place. If you could throw that on the screen for me, because um, I'm trying to go quick. But Matthew 25 and 40 says, The king will answer and say to them, Truly I say to you, to the extent that you did to one of these brothers of mine, even what the least of them, you did it to me. Jesus, Jesus is looking there, talking about feeding homeless people and clothing naked people and giving to people that don't have anything and, and, and being generous. And they're asking and, and they look at Jesus and they're like, when did we clothe you? When did we give to you? When did we feed you? And here's what Jesus looks at him and says. He says, when you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. Hear me, hear me. This is going to be good. You ready? Do I love like he loves? Here's what I have to ask myself. Am I loving people I know and don't know the way that he would? 
Because hear me, here's the truth. This is gospel kingdom truth. The truth is this. The way I love you is in the moment the way I'm loving Jesus. The way I talk to you, the way that I submit to you. Hey, hear me, hear me. The way you submit to your boss when you go to work tomorrow morning is the way that you're submitting to Jesus in that moment. The gossip you say about somebody you don't even know is the way you're loving Jesus in that moment. Let's just call it like it is. He said, whatever you do to them, you're doing to me. Because why? Because when I died on the cross, the veil was torn and the Holy Spirit became available to each and every person. And they are a child of mine. And I am in them and they are in me. They may not accept it yet, but when they do, it's going to be life changing. But I'm telling you, they're a child of mine. And because they're a child of mine, what you do to them, you do to me. Can I tell you, you walk down that hall and you do something to my son, you're doing it to me. And I fight back a whole lot faster. I may not look intimidating, but dynamite comes in small packages. <laughs> Praise the Lord. He said, whatever you do to them, you're doing to me. Here's the thing. I just want to ask you this. Am I loving like Jesus loves? Am I loving people like Jesus loves people? Am I loving people like Jesus told me to? Because if I'm not, can I tell you something? My heart's out of rhythm. And it's going to cause an issue in my exhibition. It's going to cause an issue in my life. Is this good? Are you getting this today? Okay, hey, you don't have to throw this one up there, uh, trust me. Matthew 6, 14 through 15, it's the end of the Lord's Prayer. And can I tell you what it says? It says, for those that forgive others, there's forgiveness. And then it's this, but if you don't forgive others, there is no forgiveness from the Father. That hurts. Because there's moments in my life, I don't want to forgive anybody. I don't want to look at them and be like, you know, it's all good. You ran my name in the mud. You're trying to tear down the church that we're building, that God's building. You know, I'm trying to be a good person. You know, you singled out my kids. You did this, you did that. I'll forgive you. I don't want to do that. But the Bible tells me that if I don't offer them forgiveness, the forgiveness God offers me is going to be a whole lot less. Why? Because what I do to those, what I do to you is what I'm doing to him. You with me? Second thing is this. Do I honor like he honors? John 13, you see the story of the Last Supper. And at the end of the Last Supper, Jesus, it says, Jesus gets down, he girds himself with a towel, and he begins washing the disciples' feet. Why is that important to know? Because Jesus, the King of the universe, the Savior, the Messiah, gets down on the lowest natural position on earth in that time, and he begins to wash the dirtiest parts of their feet, even a man that he knew was about to betray him. In fact, Judas had probably already betrayed him and sold himself to the priests in that moment to tell them where Jesus was going. And Jesus knew it. In fact, Jesus looked and he said, one of you is going to betray me. And he said, now take off your sandals. I'm about to clean the, 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 the dirtiest part of your life. Can I tell you something? Hear me today. Honor is not a freaky thing because we hear that. And we're like, oh, you just I got to kiss up. No, you want me to tell you what honor is? Honor is allowing the gift that's in somebody else to rise to the top. That's what it is. There's people that honor me in ways at this church that are just like, I've never felt that much love and honor before. But the whole reason, if you ask them, they'll tell you this. It's so you don't have to worry about anything other than preaching and leading this church because that's your gift and that's all, I need to that's all you need to worry about. Because how many of you know you get distracted, right? We got teachers in the room. Like you can be teaching something and something breaks out in the room next, like in the room next to you, across the hall, in the corner. Like you're sitting there like, squirrel! <laughs> I'd go visit my wife when she was teaching and dude, there would be so many moments she'd be like, what was I talking about again? 
Any teachers ever say that? Praise God, Cynthia over there. Amen. Eric, I know you do. You used to work for us. And so the, tr <laughs> so the truth is, is like we can get distracted, right? You know what honor is? I'm not going to distract you from the gift God's put in you because that needs to rise to the top. Jesus looks at them and goes, there's a gift in you that my father has put in you and my death is about to release in you because the Holy Spirit is about to fill you. And I'm going to clean the dirtiest part of your life so that your, your gift can rise to the top. Do I honor people the way Jesus honors? Hear me today. Listen, if I was about to betray you, would you wash my feet? Hey, let me, let me take it back. If the person that you're the maddest at right now were to do it your way, would you wash the feet of the person you're going to get mad at next anyway? Because chances are you're just looking for a reason to get mad. Come on, let's... I feel like you guys are like, where is this coming from? The Bible. <laughs> like the person that you're mad at because they didn't do it the way you think they ought to do it? The person you're mad at because they talked about you? The person you're mad at... Let's take pe people out of it. The thing you're upset about, would you wash the feet of the person that did that? It's honor. Will you, hear me, this is the real question about honor. Will I do whatever I need to do to give their gift room to rise while my gift may go down? Jesus' gift took the lowest position so that their gift could take the highest. In the moment, he won their heart. Because now they knew that he was all about them. So do I love like he loves? I'm giving you an abbreviated version. You good with this? Do I love like he loves? Do I honor like he honors? And the last, last thing is this. Do I want what he wants? Do I want what he wants? Matthew 12 tells a story of a man sitting in a church service with a withered hand. He was crippled from the beginning, had a withered hand, and the uh, priests and the scribes were setting Jesus up to try to perform a miracle on the Sabbath because if he did, they could arrest him and, and take him to jail and trial and they could get his death over quickly. And he, they were trying to prove something and they're in there. Jesus knew exactly what they were doing. In fact, it says when he walked in the room, he knew what they were thinking and what they were trying to do, right? And so they go in. Jesus goes in. He sees the man with the withered hand. Guess what he does? He calls him to the front and heals him in front of everybody. He looks into people that were about to accuse him and said, hey, you right there, I want you to watch this. Hey, hand, come to life. The scribes ask him, they're like, Jesus, you just healed on the Sabbath. You're not supposed to do that. And Jesus makes a very interesting statement. He says, is it better to heal someone on the Sabbath or let them be? In fact, in some of the wording, in some of the translations, when you read it, it could be read this. Is it better to heal a man on the Sabbath or let him die? Let him walk in his... Let him walk in his malfunction, in his dysfunction. And Jesus said, look, Sabbath, what you think is Sabbath, is Sabbath is a religious duty. Sabbath is rest. I will take my rest after I do this. But right now, there's a man walking in dysfunction that needs to be straightened out. Do I want what Jesus wants? Because I'm afraid that there's a lot of us that are walking in church Walking in the, with the name tag of Jesus. Walking as a follower. And we want him to want what we want. Not us to want what he wants. And hey, it changes. What do I mean by that? I mean that what you want will change as you get closer to the rhythm of his heart. It's just true. Can, can I be real honest? The way that we did this church and operated seven years ago? No, forget that. Seven months ago. 
is 9,000 times different than it is right now. Do you know why? Because as things get bigger, things have to change. Because as things grow, things have to change. Here's my question throughout this entire series to myself. And I would present it to you to ask yourself as well. As I grow closer to the Lord, am I changing? Or am I staying the same? Am I asking God to change me or am I asking Him to change Him? Do I want Him to want what I want? And I'll pitch a fit till I get it? Go read the story of Israel whenever they got a king that God looked at him and said, you don't want it. They pitched a fit till he gave it to him. Didn't turn out well by the name of a man named Saul. Didn't turn out well. You know why God gave it to him? It says it's clear as day in scripture. They won't shut up, so I'll give it to them. That might be the Brandon translation, but it's the truth. Do I want what he wants? Is my life going to be in a healthy rhythm? Or am I going to be so out of rhythm that my anger and bitterness and frustration is going to come out on everybody I get around? Am I going to be so out of rhythm that I'm so confused about this entire thing that I don't know what God wants, so I'll just do what I want and hope that he's okay with that? What does God want? Go read Galatians chapter 5. Fruits of the Spirit, and it also tells you some things to stay away from. Envy, drunkenness, self-pity, all this stuff. And then it gives you the fruits of the Spirit. Why? Because the closer I draw to, God, draw to God, the more fruit that I bear. The more in rhythm I get, the better it sounds to everybody included. We just saw that, right? So the real question today is this. If you're really all in, are you beating in rhythm? Maybe you're sitting out there today and you're like, no, I'm not. I've created this false gospel and religion in my life that I pray a prayer and I say I love Jesus and then I go do whatever I want to do because after all, he died on the cross and the blood forgives me. I've heard that. Oh man, I'll ask for forgiveness in the morning. Dude, you know what, you know what Rome, I think it's Romans, Romans or Hebrews actually says? That if you knowingly sin, there is no sacrifice of the blood for that. Let's get into the hard gospel. Nobody wants to talk about this stuff. Because I get the blank stares that you, you're looking at me like today, like, oh my goodness. That's God? Yeah, but here's, here's the Father. But I love you so much that I'll give you an avenue to walk in grace and forgiveness. I'll give you an avenue to be with me. But here's the thing, we got to beat in rhythm to be there. Because if I pray to get out of hell, can I tell you, that's not a prayer of submission to the Father. It's not all in. That's just, I don't want to go to a bad place. That's the same thing as going, I don't want to go to that Chinese restaurant right there. I don't want to not go to a bad place. I want to walk with the righteousness of my Father that gave it all for me. Because when I didn't deserve it, He saw something in me and said, yes, you do. When, when I get it wrong, when I should have died on operating tables, he looked and said, no, 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 I'm not done with you yet. I got a county for you to touch. I got a state for you to change. I got a platform for you to stand on and impact thousands upon thousands of people. Here's the thing, listen to me today. You cannot be all in. You can love people and not love Jesus, but you cannot love Jesus and not love people. All in, you cannot be all in and hold things back. 
And here's my, my question, my heart, my purpose today is very simple. Is our heart beating in rhythm? So if you would, I, I didn't want to bring a heavy word today. But what I wanted to do is challenge some things. Because I believe God's got to challenge our mindsets to get us to a new place. Amen? So if you would, just stand to your feet with me today. we got our host coming up in just a moment to close us out. Don't forget giving on the way out. I want you to remain obedient in that. Here's the truth. There's some of you today that will go, you know what, I thought I had this thing right, but I'm not beating in rhythm, man. I need to get in rhythm. I need to get in rhythm with God. I need to get in rhythm with what He's doing. I need to get in rhythm with the church. I need to get in rhythm with the kingdom. I need to get in rhythm with it all. So we can sway, right, in the same direction. I'm not even just talking about Radiate Church. I'm talking about the Big C Church across the globe. So if we could, let's just close our eyes for a moment. I want to ask you this. How many of you would say this? Pastor, I need to pray that I would get back in rhythm. Whatever it takes, whatever it looks like, I just want to be in rhythm with Him. If that's you today, would you hold your hand high and just say, right here, I've got to get in rhythm. Come on, my hand's up. Just, I know some of you are like, I do this. I just want you to do it as symbolic to, to God. Just to say, hey, right here. Because some of you think you're walking in a place of blessing and God's saying you need to walk in a place of rhythm. Just hold it up. Father, thank you for who you are and what you're doing. And God, right now, as every hand that is raised in this room, I pray we get in rhythm with you. That as we walk in an all-in nature with Jesus, that it's not all about getting it perfect, but it's about being in rhythm. And God, help us do that through worship, through prayer, through the Word. God, let us get into studies and small groups and, and serving and doing whatever it takes to get around people that help us beat in rhythm. Because, God, it's all about you. And so, God, I pray that we would not live this false gospel of self-diagnosis and self-platform, uh, uh, but we would live for the kingdom of God. Lord, let us beat in rhythm. Get us in rhythm when we're out of rhythm. And let us stay there so that we can make a difference. In your holy name we pray. Come on. If God's doing something in your house today, in your body today, would you just lift up a praise in the room today? Come on, John.